Pokémon. good yeah it's pretty good like but yeah i'm i'm fucking ready to see the shining in theaters i am pumped so that's my exciting thing, thing that's coming up in the next two weeks is the shining and i'm so amped about it but other than that i guess let's just get started let's just do yeah, it that's, let's yeah, just you're lucky it's a good uh, halloween note to start on hello everybody Hello. welcome to your favorite podcast anyways how's your sex life we're your slutty hosts i'm channa and I'm Corey. Welcome to episode 81, y'all. We're getting up there. The 80s memories. Ooh, we're high. We're, we're so high. high. We just went past, you know, the serial killer 70s. I should have done that. Oh, my God. Dang I it. can't believe. Oh, my gosh. I Channel, didn't. failed. I should have had a theme. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't oh even believe this. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now in the 80s, I'm only going to do 1980s horror crimes that's my new goal fuck i really missed out i'm sorry everybody i will develop a time machine and go back in time and redo every episode yeah redo that shit but welcome to the 80s everybody we are here so do we have any oh we do have an announcement we need to announce the movie for this october the one movie of the one month oh yeah the one movie of the one month for october is uh the halloween movie that came out last year in 2019 right that was 2019 right? yes I yeah think it was yeah or was it 2018 i think it was 2018 i'm pretty sure it's 2019 whatever the oh newest gosh. halloween I movie anymore. i don't even know the newest halloween which is also just titled halloween oh um it was the semi-reboot it's not a reboot it's a sequel of the first halloween movie Ooh. Um, also called Halloween. So go watch it. It's really good. I like it a lot. Um, I like the uh, direction that they took it all in. I wish they could would have leaned into something a little harder, but we'll talk about that at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. How hard. And while you're yeah, at it, go ahead and hard. watch the original Halloween and carve pumpkins while you do it, because that's what we're yeah, going to do this fall. that's what we're going to do, bitch. <laughs> so go watch Halloween. And just a reminder, next week we are going to talk about um, the haunting movie the haunting yes the so haunting. that'll be on the ninth yes so go watch that too if you haven't yet you have one yeah, more man. week to do so yeah, bitch. other than that we don't have any announcements except um happy halloween but we're gonna say that every episode and i guess yeah. let's just jump into it yeah so let's do my fact fact because yes. it's my my thing this week to have just like a fun little quick one i have two buzzfeed quizzes um and i'm, <gasps> Chana, I'm gonna tell you which ones oh. they are and um and which one you want to do and we're because we're just going to do one of them so one of them is which lgbtq show are you or which pop queen personality are you <gasps> why would you make me choose this yeah which one we have to choose one only one uh i don't know i think i'm more interested in the pop queen one just because i might not know all the shows that they are going to be yeah, comparing definitely. us to in the first one so i definitely. want to do the pop queen one 
I think I had the same thinking um, when I looked at it. I was like, I think I only know like queer is full half of these we know, shows. Yeah, probably yeah. half. If I'm not okay. fucking um, Emmett from Queer as Folk, I just want to die. So right. I don't want to get the quiz results. <laughs> like if you. you get something we don't know, it's like, okay, cool. I have no idea what that means. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Who's interested in that result? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I sent you the link in Facebook. I got it. It's open, daddy. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's start. So it says, Brittany, Beyonce, bad girl, Riri. This oh. quiz will determine which pop diva you are. This uh, was made on August 15th. So it's pretty fucking recent. This is new. New vibes, everybody. New. <laughs> okay. So the first question is, how would you, how would your friends describe your vibe? Ooh. So we have bold, saucy, chill, <laughs> electric, flirty, or aloof. You know, I'd like mm. to go with saucy here, probably. Yes, go with I w- saucy. I would say mm. we're both pretty saucy. Maybe some. I'd say saucy, chill, or bold. I would or say eclectic. more saucy or bold for 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 you and for me, because we're we're not we're chill sometimes. I would say most of the time we're pretty bold. Okay, people. I'll say bold. I'll do bold. I'll say saucy. All right, pick a modern pop princess. We have Lizzo, eh, Miley Cyrus. Speaking of Miley Cyrus, I have a very yeah, important pop culture thing to talk about right now. What? Did you hear Miley Cyrus's cover of Heart of Glass yet? Because it no. is the most amazing fucking Miley Cyrus song, cover or not, that's ever happened in the fucking world. What is and the, like, what every is the queer person, Heart of Glass? It's by Blondie. <laughs> You've heard it. Like, you would recognize it. The Yes, I have heard that. So Miley does a cover of it, and it is now like a queer anthem because it's fucking amazing. So go listen to it. I just searched for it on Spotify, and it doesn't show up. Oh, yeah, because it's it's not like an official release. She just performed it at the um, iHeart Music Radio Festival. So you can listen to it on YouTube. It's amazing. Go listen to it mind-blowingly delicious so anyways lizzo miley cyrus carly ray jepsen y'all i just i have to say i just don't like carly ray jepsen i think she's just boring boring af out of all these basic 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 out of all these pop princesses i'm listing she's definitely the weakest next is normany definitely dua lipa and then kim Uh, petrus oh i know god damn it (laughs) you know who i'm choosing i i can't uh the last two I don't know which one. Man, this is a difficult one. I don't know, like, because Dua Leap, Lipa, <laughs> who I call Dua Leap. <laughs> Dua Leap is really good. Tyler thinks I look like her. So I attempted to go to her I can because see, she's I can see my that. sister. I can see she. I, you, you definitely give vibes of her. Yeah, I get that. Ugh, just for that, I'm going to have to go with Dua Lipa. Um, so I'm between Dua Lipa and Kim Petras because I fucking love Kim Petras. You get down to Malibu. So um, I fucking love Malibu and I love her shining. I love all of her. I love her. Like she had a whole Halloween album last year. Like what you know, the fuck? I think you're gonna have to go with Kim Petras. Dang it. But Dua Lipa, I think objectively is the pop princess, especially with this last album that just came out. That's true. She's definitely God. more of a pop princess than Miley. Cause Miley has so many different um genres she's a part yeah, of yeah i don't i don't think molly yeah I, but i guess it says it doesn't like it doesn't say who is the best it says just pick one so i'm yeah. gonna pick kim petras because i like kim petras personally yes yeah a lot okay i don't think she's like 
better than Dua Lipa, but I just like Kim Petras a bit more personally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pick a modern day pop prince. Um, Harry Styles, Jason uh, Derulo. Jason um, Derulo. Who is Jay Balvin? I don't know. We're old. I just don't know. We're old. We're old. I have no idea who that person is. Uh, Bruno <coughs> Mars. COVID. Uh, Justin Bieber or Shawn Mendes. I'm going with Harry Styles because I have just discovered that I love him. Oh, <laughs> so, I actually don't like any of his music. Yeah, I fell in love with his music. This is a new thing for me. It happened about a week and a half ago, and I cannot stop. So it's Harry Styles for me, 1,000,000%. Get it. Um, I really don't like any of these people in front of me. I don't know who to pick. I literally... Justin Bieber came out with Intentions, which is a really bomb song. So my second choice would be Jay Biebs. But I, but Bruno Mars makes me happy, even though he doesn't have the best of music. It does make me. I happy, don't like though. Bruno Mars. I don't really like him at all. Jason Derulo uh, is old, but he's relevant because of TikTok again. Ah, this is a different. This is an interesting. This one. is such just, a weird. I don't. I don't know who to pick because I literally just don't care. Who do you the care? One, who, the only one who would have sex with is Shawn Mendes. So I guess that's the one you're gonna have to choose. I guess I'll pick him. <laughs> and I chose Harry. I literally wouldn't have sex with any of those other people. Just Shawn Mendes. So cool. Okay. Select an iconic pop lyric for your next Instagram caption. And I'm going to do my best not to sing these lyrics because okay. I love all of them. You think I'm pretty. <laughs> See? Without any makeup, Without any makeup on. on. Katy Isn't Perry. Isn't that like the best song ever, though? That is Teenage such Dream an iconic song. Could potentially be the peak of like the 2010s yeah, pop, yeah. pop music. That's it was such a good that good. It was the song. Katy Perry song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the best. Oh, this is gonna be really hard for me not to sing these lyrics. Um, the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. Damn it! A scrub is a guy that can get no love from no me. Love <gasps> this Hanging is a difficult the passenger one. Passenger side of his best friend's ride. <laughs> Whew, this is a difficult one. Not singing these lyrics that we failed out so far every single time. Um, I love you like a love song, baby. I just keep hitting repeat by Selena Gomez. Yes. Um, when will my reflection show who I am inside by Mulan? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Christina Aguilera. Um, and then the night is still young and so are we by Nicki Minaj. Cute. I have to go with the Katy Perry one because I'm most emotionally connected to that song. Yeah. Boom. But this is select an iconic pop for your next IG Instagram caption. Oh, that's why I don't like it, because I wouldn't use that caption ever, but that yeah. song, definitely. Well, I wouldn't use any of these captions, cap, captions ever. I guess maybe the maybe the Nicki Minaj one, The Night is Still Young, and so exactly. are we. Exactly. We would so do that, like a really ratchet post. This is a weird question. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would just do like a thirst trap with... Like a thirst trap, kind of trashy picture with the night is still young and so are we. And it'd be us like partying, looking like sluts. So I would choose that yeah, one. If I was same. an Instagram baddie, that would be the one I would choose. Same. Done. But in everyday life, I would always choose the Katy Perry song. So there's that. Aw. Which, so I, my, my, my choice is the same as yours. So Cute. Yeah. Okay, so which Disney princess would you choose to duet with? <gasps> um, oh, fuck. Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Ooh. Jasmine from Aladdin. Ooh. Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. Yes. Rapunzel from Tangled. 
done. That's my Mulan choice. Mulan from Mulan and Moana from <laughs> Moana. <laughs> Moana from Mulan from Mulan or Moana from Moana. So I, also Rapunzel. I'm choosing, yeah, same, also choosing Rapunzel. However, Ariel is a very close second. That's for me too, because she was yeah. my original favorite Disney princess. Yeah. So Have you seen that um, redo of Part of Your World where they, uh, somebody or some like gay dude drew it as a like twink? No. Who's singing it? Yeah, it's really good. It's pretty it's pretty well done. I love that. Yeah, I'm I gonna go the Rapunzel, it. but Ariel is definitely my second choice. Third choice would be Moana because she's super fun. Ah, oh, but Mulan, I don't know. It's hard to compare. My third choice would be Mulan. Yeah, because Mulan's so yeah. good. And I would be like, Can and you take Tiana. me to Shang? Yeah, then Tiana. And then probably Jasmine and then oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go there with Rapunzel. This is too difficult. Yeah, Rapunzel. All right. Pick another genre of music. Hip-hop slash R&B, rock and roll, indie, country, electronic slash dance, or K-pop. I'm going to go with indie because I'm a douchebag. Done. Um, to not follow you, I'll go with dance. Uh, next one. Finally, pick the pop collab you could not live without. So we have Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce. We have Despacito. We have Me Against the Music by Britney Spears and Madonna. I didn't even know that was a song somehow. What? You haven't right. seen that music video? No, uh, I don't think I have. I know <laughs> what you're I? doing. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> it's almost I? worth like the three and a half minute pause just for you to go fucking review that music video. <laughs> it's so iconic. Uh, the next one is Get Lucky. Good uh, that's song. actually That's probably my pick. It's a fucking good um, song. The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Is it Monica or Monica? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last one is Old Town Road by Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Nice. So my choice is Get Lucky. Mine is Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce because that music video nice. changed me when I was a teenager. Oh my and God, who did you get? I got Britney, bitch. Dun, Same. Oh my god. <laughs> we had pretty different answers except no, the No, we only we only answered two of the same questions. And we're both Britney Spears. Amazing. We're both Britney Spears. Maybe we're so, just all Britney. <laughs> you know what we just... should do for for Halloween? We should all be different iconic Britney Spearses. I know you sent that me that. Would that. So that would be so fun. That would be so fun. Who would you be? I would either be Britney from the Toxic video or shaved head Britney with the umbrella. One or the other. From the toxic, like we're uh, the, which the, toxic the, outfit? the flight attendant one. The flight attendant one, damn, that's a good one. I know, or umbrella shaved head Britney. There's so I many would, good ones though. Oops, I, I did either, it again. Good one. I might be like top hat, top hat circus Britney, or <gasps> the Fun. uh first one, the hit me baby one more time. Ooh, classic. Ugh, yeah. there are, there's so many good Britneys. Okay, read the caption, Corey, about who we are. You got Britney, bitch. Can someone say range? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so many iconic eras. How's a gal to choose? There isn't we just a human talked living about that. who isn't familiar with your work slash doesn't know the lyrics to your songs. It's true. Duh. We are. We're Britney, bitch. So who yeah, are you, everybody? Duh. That's the who question. Who are you? Looks like you can Br- get Rihanna, Mariah Carey. Um, oh, I'm so glad I didn't get Mariah. Those are the only three that I see. Yeah, right? I'd be like screw this <laughs> i'd be like i'm a diva yes but what the fuck <laughs> yeah oh my gosh okay well, that cool. was a super fun fag of fact and i'm yeah. very stoked that i got britney spears i would be a little devastated if i didn't so thank god same all right my spooky scoop is about a story that completely horrified me that i found on tiktok <laughs> 
because everything I do now is found on TikTok. Thank you. So this horrified me for many reasons because one, this took place in Utah and two, this combines some of my worst fears and, um, and like, I guess just my worst fears, a.k.a. claustrophobia, because, oh, my God. Ew, I hate so claustrophobia. So I am talking about Nutty Putty Cave. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, I know exactly what this is, and I'll, I'll follow it up with a, an interesting tidbit. Ooh, fun, because I also have an interesting tidbit after your tidbit. <laughs> oh, my God. So many tidbits. So, John so Edward bits. Jones, not related to me, Chana Jones. Maybe, I don't know. But he grew up in a loving Mormon family in good old Utah. Hello. Greetings from Utah. His childhood was filled with cave expeditions with his brother Josh and his father. They explored dozens of caves. So, on November 24th, 2009, the trio took six other family members and friends to the Nutty Putty Cave located west of Utah Lake in Utah County. Uh, Nutty Putty Cave is pretty close to where I'm currently sitting. Now, Nutty Putty was known to be dangerous as fuck. In fact, the cave was closed from 2006 to 2009 after two boys, after two Boy Scouts got trapped and they almost died. Um, the cave reopened six months before John and his family explored it. So John at the time was 26, married, had one daughter. He was attending medical school in Virginia. Like his life just started. He was loving every minute of it. He had so much to look forward to. Um, and he was visiting Utah. Um, he was visiting his family in Utah for that Thanksgiving. So going on a family cave exploring trip seemed like the perfect way to celebrate Thanksgiving for them because that's just who they are. Your family might run marathons on Thanksgiving, but this family explores caves. So about an hour into their cave adventure, John decided to find the popular passage known as the Birth Canal. So he inched his way into the narrow passage head first using his hips, stomach, and fingers to creep forward. He oh, inched his way. He, <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting so freaked out at just the visual of this. Um, he inched his way through what he thought was the birth, birth canal, but in fact, it wasn't because he reached a dead end. He Ooh. tried moving backwards, but that's when he realized that he was stuck. He was at the dead end. He didn't have room to turn around and he couldn't move backwards. So panic began to set in as he exhaled the air out of his chest to give himself a little bit more room to move backwards. He breathed out. He started moving backwards. But oh then, you gosh. know, like you do, this you have to inhale again. Nightmare. Oh, my gosh. This is a little night, literal nightmare. Oh, it gets so much worse. As he was exhaling, he was starting to move. He was moving backwards. Panic started you know, getting relieved. But then he inhaled his chest and his chest, he inhaled and his chest expanded and he got stuck. But this time he got really stuck because his arms were now pinned beneath his chest and he couldn't move at all. And he was at a downwards angle. Now, just to really put this in perspective for you guys, he was stuck in a space that was barely 10 inches across and 18 inches high, which is about the size of a, of the opening of like a clothing dryer. Like I'm talking teeny y'all like 10 inches yeah. by 18 inches that's it his whole body is stuck so john started screaming for help and his brother josh found the passage that his voice was echoing out of so his brother josh crawled in he crawled mm. in and he found john's navy blue sneakers sticking out of a crevice so he started to pull john's feet but nothing was happening 
So Josh left the crevice because there was still space where Josh was at to move around. So he left. He found the rest of his family and they were Mormons. They began praying Um, and they were praying with John to get him out. And then they decided to pull again. They pulled. Nothing. They pulled again. Nothing. They pulled one last time and nothing. And at this point, John told them, please just save me for my wife and my kids and you have to go get help. So Josh left the cave and immediately got help, but with John being trapped 400 feet into a cave that was already 100 feet below Earth's surface, it took about an hour to get people, equipment, and supplies down there. Now, the first rescuer to reach John was a woman named Susie Matola. She arrived around 1230 in the morning on November 25th. And at this point, John had been trapped down there for three and a half hours at this downwards angle. Matola introduced herself to John and he said, Hi, Susie. Thanks for coming. Uh, but I really, really want to get out. He was still light, light spirited, still being cute and trying to make jokes and stuff. Now, over the next 24 hours, more than 100 rescue personnel worked feverishly to free John. Plan after plan after plan failed and time was running out. Because John was stuck upside down in a narrow passage, barely able to breathe. And being upside down uh, meant that his heart had to work twice as hard against gravity to push the continuous blood flow out of his brain to the rest of his body. So knowing that he might not make it and things were looking a little rough, the rescuers were actually able to get a two-way cable radio to him so he could speak to his wife. Him and his wife pretty much said their goodbyes. And as rescuers continued to try multiple different ways of pulling John out. And finally, things started looking better. So from cavehaven.com, I'm just quoting this directly because this is really awesome what they wrote. Um, they said... Everything changed when the rescuers finally finished installing their pulley system and started pulling John out. They worked in an eight-man tandem, all tugging as one. John was at times in great pain, so they made frequent pauses, but each time they pulled, they managed to pull John up a little bit more. Now, after pulling him up towards the third time, John was finally lifted high enough so he could make eye contact with the rescuer closest to him. He looked tired, his eyes were red, and his face was dirty. But other than that, he did seem okay. How are you? The rescuer asked. It sucks. I'm upside down. I can't believe I'm upside down. My legs are killing me. The rescuer saw that even though John was complaining, he still had a smile on his face. He was still trying to make light of the situation. Aww. Still making jokes. They had another rest and they decided we're going to pull up John. He was almost out. Just one more pull. That's all it was going to take. When the, rescuer, when the rescue team pulled John upwards for the fourth time, something happened. The entire team fell backwards as the rope suddenly went loose in their hands. The closest rescuer felt something hard hit his face and he passed out for a second. And when he came to, he saw nothing but dust. Once the dust settled for a bit, he realized that the stone arch near John's legs where the rope was tied to had shattered and the nearest key bolt had broken off. He couldn't make out in the dust where exactly John was, but soon he realized John had slid right down the crevice again, but this time was deeper. As the rescuer suffered severe facial injuries from the impact of the metal carabiner and couldn't continue his rescue efforts, he had to switch places with his dad, who was also on the rescue team. When he reached John, he realized that John's breathing was much more shallow and less frequent, and he was struggling to stay alive. 
The rescuer called for John, but received no response. Desperate, he tried to lower himself into the crevice to put the rope around John's waist, but he got stuck himself. After finally wiggling himself free, he drilled a new hole for the pulley and crawled out of the cave, exhausted to be replaced by yet another rescuer who reached John but couldn't make contact with him. Soon after, a medical professional crawled into the cave and reached John. At midnight, um, John was pronounced dead. He was 26 years old. After 27 hours with 137 rescuers, nothing could have been done done to save John Edward Jones. The next day's authorities seemed it too dangerous to remove his body, so the Nutty Putty Cave will be his final resting place. A week after that, Nutty Putty was closed and sealed forever. Today, you can go find a plaque on the entrance of the cave in his memory. So what really, what really horrified me of this case was one, the way he was stuck because that's literally my worst nightmare. And you can go on Cave Haven and they have like a, like a picture, an example of the way he was stuck. And it's horrifying yeah, if you look at it. it's horrifying. And you can um, see pictures of him. Yeah. yeah, it's traumatizing as fuck. But two, what's so fucking sad to me is that the third pole, they saw him. He finally made eye contact with the rescuer and he thought he was safe. And they pulled one more time. <laughs> and he fucking fell to his death and that blows my mind that he thought he was safe like the relief that he felt to finally feel like he was going to be okay only to die moments later traumatizes me and that is the story of nutty putty cave and i'm shook damn um my sorry i'm just like looking at the diagrams it's just haunting me i know <laughs> i can't the, the diagrams yeah, y'all like, just like the diagram is sad and crazy and the real just the real pictures of i don't know just imagine like oh you're just literally inchworming in between these rocks i don't understand how that's fun to do i know that is just hell to me yeah this is like my claustrophobic nightmare and you could look like google image nutty putty k pictures to see like nutty cutty birth canal things like that just to see or people in it yeah Uh yeah no man. So what's your tidbit, Corey? <laughs> so yeah, I know uh, one of his older brothers. Shit, um, that's crazy. Yeah, so he has. I think there are like four siblings or something, or six siblings, something like that. Um, and I know one of his older brothers, uh, who I've hung out with. And that, so, did he, did he yeah. ever talk about this, or did you ever like talk to him um, about this? Well, no, I saw him on a, or I just saw a, a whole thing about it, and. Uh, I, I saw the whole thing about it after I'd met him and already was hanging out with him for like a year. I just like brought it up with him one day while we were hanging out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that uh, you knew him or you were his brother or something like that. And he was like, yeah. Um, and then he, he just said positive things about the family, like, you know, mm. progressing or like moving on as much as you can from that. Yeah. And healing Ugh. as much as you can from that happening. Yeah. But that's, that's so intense. Yeah. They made, oh, I think... They made a dramatization of it. They did. They made like a whole movie about it. Yeah, a couple years ago. And so when that, I saw a trailer for that. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that that uh, was your brother. And he was like, oh yeah. And so it's pretty intense. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So my little tidbit, less sad than that, is Jordan's older brother um, explored Nutty Putty Cave because this is Utah County. Jordan grew up in in, um, Utah County. And Jordan actually, like, had this goal to explore Nutty Putty Cave, but then it got no, sealed sir. up, which prevented Jordan from doing it, thank God. But Jordan's brother, um, 
actually like cracked his skull open in the cave because he slipped and he fell and he like almost died in the cave and there happened to be like a doctor that was there that was able to save him but like if the doctor wasn't there he would have died like in nutty putty as well so it's a very dangerous cave and it's crazy that like you knew the brother of this guy and like jordan's brother got really hurt nutty putty and jordan still wanted to go in because he's a maniac but it's crazy cave hunting yeah. what's it like spelunking is not what it's called my nightmare my, my nightmare i'm so claustrophobic and i'm way too there's literally not enough xanax on this planet to get me to go into a cave the period. second yeah i could i mean like i could go into a cave but like the second i'm I not like the crevices to, <sighs> yeah like the second i have to be off of my feet oh yeah and like on my stomach no, i'm like no thanks i'm good <laughs> yeah no fucking way will i do that sorry yeah, you could like, be like there's I'm, a million dollars at the end of this i'd be like i don't give a shit i'm like, not gonna survive it <laughs> go get it for me <laughs> yeah right i'm like i'll make a million dollars on only fans thanks <laughs> right bye <laughs> but yeah that 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 story always like pains me that's just it's just a creepy it's, it's not creepy. so it's sad just sad and haunting and disturbing to me Ugh. yeah it yeah, I saw on TikTok and I was like, I, I, I like screamed at Jordan. I was like, do you know what Nutty Putty Cave is? And he told yeah. me about his brother and it was just so, it, it's just so fucking sad to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I had to share the, with you guys. He, he's the guy that invited me to go to Puerto Vallarta. Oh, whoa. That yeah. is a weird world's collide moment for yeah, me isn't right that there. A, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That's whoa. a crazy like connection there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just that's it's so crazy. Uh, let's get to my crazy but fun <laughs> um, supernatural segment, which was also found on TikTok. <laughs> which was also found on TikTok. This episode is brought to you by TikTok. Well, we get like completely shut down. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> TikTok's Trump. like, shut your whore mouths. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, so this is about the Gray Friars Kirkyard. I don't know why when I hear Kirkyard, it just like sounds, just sounds dirty, you know? It does. It just I was does. like, cock hard? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me, did you say cocks? I'm sorry, all I heard was, was give me a cock hard. You're like, great for Kirkyard? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, all excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, are your nipples hard right now? Mine, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Um, so we're going to go into the history about this place. This is located, actually, you know what? I didn't write that one little bit of information, so, like, give me two seconds. You know, the location? <laughs> like, the number one piece of information I know, it's need. in Scotland. You're like, it's located, it's somewhere on this planet Earth, everybody. It's in Edinburgh. Greyfriars Kirkyard is located in Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. And I know Edinburgh can be pronounced in many different ways and even like local Scottish people or people from the UK will pronounce it in a few different ways. We would pronounce it as like just Americans that don't know as Edinburgh or something like that, but it's Edinburgh, Scotland. So it takes its name from the Franciscan Friary. And I always, I always read it as Franciscan Fairy. So we're just going to go with, Fran- wow. Yeah. First we have cockhard, and now we have fairy. What's happening? And now fairies, <laughs> right? You know, so so this was a friary. So and it was a friary of monks who wore gray cloaks. But when you look at this, what it looks like is is it says that gray friars takes its name from the Franciscan fairy who wore gray gay cloaks. That's all I see. That's all. I oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, and so it was built on top of the this site that used to be a friary. 
uh, but it was dissolved in 1560. So two years later, the churchyard, the Greyfriars Kirkyard, was founded in August of 1562. So soon the Kirkyard was involved in the history of the Covenanters. Uh, The Covenanting movement, just like a semi-side note, began with the signing of the National Covenant in Greyfriars Kirk on 28th of February of 1638. It basically was just a sort of like religious slash political schism that tried to start a revolution basically Hmm. at the time there. Uh, We don't need to go much into it uh, about that movement. That's all you really need to know. So following the defeat of the militant covenanters in 1679 at Bothwell Brig, if you know you wanted to know that, uh, about (laughs) 1,200 covenanters were imprisoned on a field south of the churchyard. We will come back to this, like the story about this, but we're just going to continue with the history of the place. So later on in the 18th century, so about like, you know, 100 years later, Part of this field that the people were imprisoned on was amalgamated into the churchyard as vaulted tombs, and the area became known as the Coveter's Prison. Um, This basically stuck. So this, like, literally, you can go see this today. Their vaulted tombs are, like, sort of these mausoleums, but they're not individual buildings because now they're part of the churchyard, blah, 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 blah. It basically just like amalgamated as the as the kirkyard grew as the you could just basically say cemetery to a point grew and got part of this field where these prisoners were kept and we'll get to what happened to them. Basically, over the years, this uh, kirkyard just grows and grows and gets like uh, different parts of the area surrounding it. Um, basically, the area was open to the public view until around 1990. Uh but it was locked by the city of Edinburgh Council um, because there would be like, you know, constant vandalism and vagrants and drug users would go use drugs there and do their drugs because drugs. Um, drugs. But however, you can still visit the place today, but you go visit it through like, you know, uh, paying money and getting a tour and stuff like that. So let's go into uh, before. Do you want to do you want to have the fun, cute, ghost story first or the scary ghost story first let's start with the cute one just because that's that's more fun and then scare the fuck out of me (laughs) nice yeah and that that works better because the cute one is short and then the scary one is the main one that basically involves everything okay oh god so we're before we get to the main scary shit uh and like the whole main haunting of this place we're going to talk about the cutest little haunting you've ever heard of uh (gasps) that is titled the gray friars bobby so Bobby so is a Sky Terrier <laughs> who belonged oh to a man by the name of John Gray, oh who worked God. for the Edinburgh City Police as a night watchman. When the dude oh. died, he was buried in the kirkyard. Bobby then spent the rest of his life sitting on his master's grave. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> God. Oh, my in, God. In 1867... The Lord Provost of Edinburgh, Sir William Chambers, who is also the director of the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. <laughs> Me. Channa, Me and my past AKA life. Channa. AKA my past self. I, who Sir needs William like past Channa life Chambers. regression when you can just listen to this podcast and find out who you were in the past? Um, so he paid for Bobby's a license and gave the dog a collar. Um, that is now presented in the Museum of Edinburgh. And oh my Bobby God. is said to have sat by the grave for 14 years. 
<gasps> he then died in 1872. So he already got his official, like, you know, he, he before he died, he was recognized as always sitting by his master's grave. He got an official collar, and then that collar is now displayed in the museum. But he died uh, five years later in 1872, and an autopsy uh, concluded or concluded that he had died from cancer of the jaw um he was buried just inside the gate of the Greyfriars kirk kirkyard not far from his master's grave not with uh, his master those not with his master because they couldn't you know i mean there's a lot of legal shit to dig up a body oh my um, god nothing will stop me from digging up a body to put that dog with that owner i love how i I'd say like, this like i've researched digging up a grave yeah, you know, we just did, we did talk about safety coffins. Maybe it'll be like our next spooky, our next combined ooh, episode ooh, is you like, should, uh, yeah, you should like how to dig up a grave and like what legally, like the legal <laughs> legal ramifications of digging up digging up a grave. That'd be really cool. FBI, I hear like men in black knocking at my door right now. <laughs> well, all I know is I am two seconds away from booking plane tickets to go see Edinburgh. this museum so i can go see this collar so i can let's be like go, <laughs> yeah let's go see this churchyard get spooked and then go and then pet, go see a collar oh and then go see bobby and then we can just like you get fucked by hot scottish men that that's my that's my goal i guess we're um, going to scotland next summer yes, we're going to scotland <laughs> and then we'll hey. top it all off by like going to stonehenge and having like some crazy black mask pagan pagan stuff go on there yes and then you'll never hear from us again because we peaked and we we transcended yes we we transcended transcended. (laughs) we we like transcended we are whole new beings yeah you'll never see us again yeah join us and then you you can hang out with us in this transcendent life form whenever you feel a tickle in your cooch that's us <laughs> whenever you get a wet ass pussy or bussy that's us that's us <laughs> a tickle in your cooch that's us <laughs> podcast title right there Podcast title. <laughs> not long after this a rich woman was touched by the story there this is real her she was named but i like totally just didn't care to put her name in and i know saying this is longer than me actually saying her name but you know yes it's fun we so can make she up was her touched. name she's awesome she was some rich girl yeah and she was like i love this this is making me cry i'm touched by this so she Same. had a um drinking fountain was sort of repurposed into a statue that is now has a statue of bobby and you can go visit that statue, and it has a plaque of of him, and explains his story or their story. Oh my God! Um, and you can go visit that today. Um, so you can visit both the owner and the dog's grave, but then you can also look at the statue within the kirkyard. So um, visitors and passerbys over the years have reported hearing barks from a terrier dog, but then looked around to see nobody there. Um, there are even reports of people. Back in the day, as in like in the 17, uh, like in the 1800s, um, in 1900s, going to visit a loved one and in their grief were comforted by a lick from a oh. phantom dog. I don't know oh if that's super God. comforting, but like. <laughs> it would comfort me. Yeah, it would com- like I- If I felt a little bit of a lick, but then heard like dog noises, I would be like, okay, like I guess I'm comforted, but. <laughs> You feel a lick and hear, hey, bitch. And you're like, yeah, right. oh, God, I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you feel that tickle in the cooch? It's us. So if you ever feel a lick. It's us. And then you feel a tickle in your cooch. It's us. It's just it's our us. transcendent selves. Yep. <laughs> um, so that is, you know, Bobby. 
That is that the, is so heartwarming. The Sky Terrier that haunts the Kirkyard. It's so, like six hundred percent a demon that's pretending to be a dog. We're like, oh, <laughs> this demon's like, yeah, you fucking like that. <laughs> um. So the next one is, or so like the main story is the story of the ghost of George Mackenzie or the Mackenzie Poltergeist. And this is also the story of the Black Mausoleum. And this is how Chana figured out about this on TikTok and then sent it to me. It's so true. most of the hauntings of this place are linked to a ghost or poltergeist by the name of George Mackenzie. He, is a mer- he was a merciless judge who presided over the trials of the Presbyterian Covenanters in the 1670s. Remember when I talked about them a bit, a bit ago. In yeah. 17th century Scotland, an intense religious struggle was ignited when King Charles introduced the common book of prayers as the prescribed lit- lit- liturgy, sorry, the liturgy, and declared all opposition to the book of all opposition to this book an act of treason. So if you like didn't use this book and you used other books or you talked bad about this book, that was an act of treason. Um, the draconian lawyer George Mackenzie was the man responsible for putting the oppos- uh, for putting the opposition down. So he was the main person who supported this and was the, you know, long arm of the law. He was like the law about this. George Mackenzie was a lawyer and the Lord Advocate during the rule of Charles II and quickly earned a reputation as one of the most vicious persecutors of Oof. the Covenanters. Okay. So Mackenzie's brutal and unfeeling treat- treatment of the protesters even earned him the moniker uh, "Bloody Mackenzie." Uh, he Whoa! Impri- impri- or, sorry, he imprisoned many Covenanters in the uh, in the Kirkyard, which I described, and he even tortured them. He allowed the guards to beat them at will. Um, and there are even stories. I-, I think these are pretty true, where some of their heads would uh, be put on spikes. <gasps> um and and presented around the place. I don't know if that's like a hyperbole, but it seemed pretty real. Um, the prisoners, uh, the prisoners spent over four months in, uh, in this space uh, that I told you about, and they had no shelter. They were given daily food allowance of just four ounces of bread, which is not a lot. Holy Conditions shit. were so inhumane that the coveter's prison is often described as the world's first concentration camp. Um, oh I looked that God. up. That was said in multiple places. Um, I was trying to see if that was trying to be dramatic and like a little insensitive to say that. But I think it's pretty real to be like, this was really bad. Like this was these t- about 1200 people were treated like shit. For yeah, four that's months. crazy. In the end, many prisoners were executed and hundreds died of maltreatment, leaving a reported 257 survivors. So, <sighs> All over 900 people died within four months. Oh my god, yeah, from that's the math crazy. That yeah, after his death, Mackenzie was entombed in a mausoleum in the Greyfriars Kirkyard, which is semi ironic um, because that's the very same graveyard where he prosecuted and then tortured and put you know, kept those people in there. Um, his mausoleum has been the site of a number of desecrations over the years. And the and it sort of all came to a head in 1999. So it's in 1999, a homeless man broke into the Mackenzie's vault and allegedly unleashed an evil force. Oh when the shit! Man, right. So when the man tried to break into the casket, he stepped backwards and fell <gasps> into an old pit, like <gasps> literally, like literally, like a movie. He broke into the mausoleum and then tried to 
break into the casket that held Mackenzie. And as he did, he'd step back for a second and then fell through the brick brick like floor into a pit below that contained the that that contained like the bones of plague vi- victims from <gasps> centuries earlier. I, <laughs> like what? You can't make that shit up. That's like too like, crazy. Like that's too crazy. Maybe it was made up. Like I, it seems. No, too, I disagree. It seems too good, but also I do agree with your like. It's too good to not be made up. Like you know, the truth is, the truth is always wilder than fiction. You know, or scarier than fiction. This is a wild story. I'm yeah, here for crazy. it. Crazy. So, uh, reports say that he then ran, uh, like after he fell. Sorry. Yeah. So he falls down. He then, there's then accounts say that he became overcome with this dark entity, uh, <sighs> and ran into town screaming, uh, about the black mausoleum. That's like, cause if you look at the, the Mackenzie mausoleum, it's a black mausoleum. So, uh, he like basically went mad, ran into town and was screaming about some, like what had happened and that there was like this dark entity and you know, the accounts say that he basically was just insane for the rest of his life. Oh um, my God. So since then, Greyfriars churchyard has been the center of hundreds of strange events linked to the Mackenzie poltergeist. Um, so visitors have left the cemetery with bruises, scratches, bite marks and burns. <gasps> some have even passed out or gotten sick. And most of these have shown up underneath people's clothing. <gasps> oh, what? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Ew, there are over... Mark. Right? And burns. Like, what? There are over 450 official, like, literally official reports of attacks that oh have happened God. to people in... Like, like these are official reports. And an astonishing 140 specifically have caused the like victim slash witness to collapse and there are over a hundred eyewitnesses of these collapses <laughs> like what? holy fuck <laughs> this is like, crazy like it like and this what's really fun and interesting is these these reports are official and they're real whether or not these people are the people are making it up or not it doesn't matter but it's just really cool and interesting that there are over 450 Hundreds. official reports <laughs> that is crazy Photographs have been taken of these marks as well as many pictures of unidentified shapes in the tomb. There have been sightings of a white figure, unexplained smells, auditory anomalies, oh my God. hot spots, cold spots, also including knocking noises under the ground <gasps> and from inside tombs. <gasps> no. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. No. <laughs> Could you imagine? What? Okay, just to picture this, Corey. You're walking yeah. through a graveyard and yes. it's getting dark. You're like visiting yes. like a family member. Who gives a fuck what you're doing there? And then you hear three like knocking sounds Ew. from the ground underneath you. Ew. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. This should be a movie. Like, I would like go home and then read every like. I'd be Mormon again. Anti. <laughs> like, yeah, I would just like literally just open up like Bibles and put them all around my room. <laughs> right. I'd be like, I guess this is it. I guess I God's guess real. <laughs> um. So dead animals have have been found um, unmarked in front of in front of the black mausoleum. Specifically, people have complained that an unseen apparition has pulled their hair, grabbed their legs (gasps) and even hit them. Um, One or two people have even claimed to be possessed. Um, And from this, there have been two failed attempts at exercising 
Um, I didn't couldn't I didn't know if it was specifically the mausoleum, the black mausoleum, or if it was the whole Kirkyard. Um, one for sure though, uh, there is a report that this exorcist died a week later from a heart attack. Oh, there are also accounts that a psychic um, came to uh, to the black mausoleum and then. Uh, sort of went insane after leaving the Black Mausoleum. <laughs> I'm um, shook right now. My like <laughs> jaws to the floor keeps getting crazier. Right? Also, around this place, poltergeist activity has been reported in four different houses around the graveyard. Um, so the actual numbers that I gave you about the 450 and stuff, and then this last little tidbit of information comes from an author of two books that are about this place. So, oh four, uh, so four different houses, like you can go buy these two books on amazon.com. Um, it, <laughs> I like that you said .com. Did I say .com? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazon.com. Amazon. Like I'm like, like you didn't know it. It's like 2004. Was. I'm like, amazon.com, go. <laughs> I'm like, .gov? <laughs> practically. Practically is uh, amazon.gov. Right, it is. <laughs> there have been reported in four different houses around, grave- around the graveyard. In October 2003, a fire swept through these houses, and one of these houses is the author of these books. Also, the tour company that overlooks the graveyard, it destroyed years worth of letters, photographs, records, and statements concerning the Mackenzie poltergeist. Whoa. Um, and That's also crazy. many of the possessions of this author and stuff like that. Um, none of the surrounding properties were damaged, and an official cause for the fire was never established. Demons, um, obviously. Yeah, demons, exactly. So, um, there are other, like, little, there aren't little specific ghost stories. I'm sure you can go online and find accounts of people going to the Kirkyard and stuff like that. Um, Because I'm sure it's probably, like, one of the most haunted places in Scotland. But I feel like every place in Scotland is one of the most haunted places ever, so. Right? You know, right? (laughs) Like, abandoned, there's just abandoned castles and shit all over the place. So, yeah, that is the Greyfriars Kirkyard. That's um, fucking wild. It's super fun. That sounds like like definitely I want to go there. Like definitely. Yeah. Um, and if you, drink, at, if you look at if you look at pictures crazy. of this place, it is like the quintessential like spooky gothic mausoleum cemetery that you think of when you think of like a gothic cemetery. Let, That's just crazy. Second. The actual kirk, I think it's called. You you call it a kirk? Yeah. Uh, the church, the kirk, is like cool as hell. It, I uh, love it. I think it's so beautiful. Everything around it is just perfect. There's there's this really cool one that has a chalice and there is a snake. It, this, this is literally like Voldemort. There is a oh, chalice so like rad. on somebody's mausoleum. This is cool. On somebody's mausoleum, there is a chalice and then a snake wrapping around that chalice. <gasps> the chalice is on top of a block, like a, a block of stone that reads non non amis moriar and it says not all of me will die <gasps> that is literally the coolest shit i've ever Isn't heard in my entire fucking cool? life it's so that, cool that is quite possibly the coolest like mausoleum grave tombstone whatever that exists on planet earth right period Isn't that so cool it's like this person knew they're a baddie who voldemort was but they're like like it's even cooler than the harry potter voldemort shit like right oh my gosh it's that so cool. blows my fucking mind um That's so it, cool. literally if you, there are there are countless examples of the most cool intense gothic uh cemetery uh, architecture or like aesthetic ever there are like no, like 
That's scores so cool. of examples if you just go online and look at pictures it, it's so cool i can't i would love i can't wait to go here because i'm gonna go here because it's so cool we should go that would be so fun yeah and it's so beautiful and scary you need to look at the kirk like the kirk the actual church it's so cool <laughs> okay so that's it i love it oh that yeah. was so, that was a wild one it was just like club another club another club seriously another it was like club. another club but like they were well, all really cool <laughs> yeah that's the I don't know what freaks me. I think, like the like the visual, like just thinking of myself standing in a in a graveyard and hearing knocks under my feet would probably do me in the most. That would I would destroy be, me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one that would do some lifelong damage. <laughs> but um, everything else is horrifying. But most importantly, there was a cute ghost dog there. Thank I God, know, there was a ghost yeah. dog. And you can see his little statue. Yeah, I looked at the picture of the statue and it made me want to cry because it's yeah, so sweet. I love it. Ugh. That was so intense. yeah, Chana. Anyways, how's your sex life? Well, it's good. Um, we just recorded an episode right before this, so yeah, not bitch. much to report. I, um, I made Jordan really sad about you Avatar did, you because you because Uncle Iroh. <laughs> I brought up the song, you know, the little soldier Stop. boy comes marching <laughs> home. So I asked him. I was like, "Holy shit! Do you think someone remixed that song with the soldier with boy in the oh?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's my next question but anyways we ended up here finding a really sad version of it and it made jordan cry and i brought it to Lucy's ashes and it was really sad oh. so that's what i did that's how my sex life is going but let's see by the time you guys listen to this i have moved most of my stuff to my apartment and i am about to have a gossip girl season five dinner party with uh, chris kyle and jake so that is my life right yes, now yes that sounds fun as hell and Corey will be here in a few weeks. Woo! Yes, Corey, one, yes. Two, wait, how many? One, two, three, five weeks. In five weeks. That's a and far. That's a little bit far away. Oh damn it! <laughs> we wooed that, too you hard. You know what that means, though. Silver lining. That just means we have more than five weeks of Halloween time. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's true. That's a Fine, pretty whatever. damn good Fine, silver we'll lining. At... If there ever was a sir- well, silver fuck lining. Fuck you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I am deeply offended that you would think Halloween is a silver lining for our situation. I'm just kidding. It totally is a silver <laughs> silver lining. Um, I'm sure I had super. <sighs> well, how's your sex life, of... Corey? Um, it's great. I'm sure I had a shit ton of fall fun with my mom tomorrow. Um, I'm sure you will have a shit. You should. You did have. I a don't shit know what I'm doing next week, tomorrow. though. I have no idea what I'm doing next week, though. On the second and the third, I don't know. Happy I just Halloween. Don't know. I know on the first we're setting up Halloween decorations. Oh, I also oh, have cute. stuff planned um, for my mom and I. Um, I told my mom she has to find two different projects. They they um either something that we bake or something that we make as a craft for Halloween. And then I'm finding Fun. three things. And then over the next five weekends, we're going to do a craft or bake some cool Halloween thing. Oh, my God. Well, let me know what you guys yes. are doing. And I'll do it, too, from afar. Yes. It'll be so cute. Um, for sure, we know that we're doing the the black poisoned candied apples on sticks. <gasps> it looks really yes. cool. They're so cool. Oh, my cool. God. I'm so, so I'm super fucking excited. Excited <laughs> for that. I love it. Uh, so we're getting really amped for Halloween, everybody. We hope yeah, you guys are too. I'm super amped. I'm like not in full Halloween mode yet. I tried, but it's like still too warm. Yeah. Um, but a cold front just came through like in the past three hours, so I'm Ooh, totally ready to start Halloween. it tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, on that note. Anyways. How's your sex life? Bye, guys. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.